This is fun. Rick Dees has never been on the after show, which will become part of the show, the syndicated show, next week. But it won't be next week. While you're listening to this, it'll be now. And Rick Dees is still with us. just blew my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's like being in a time machine. Yes. Yeah, you don't even have to pay. It's funny. I listened to my, there's a show that they run in Palm Springs. And I was listening to my show. And I come on, and they they ran it from like the 80s or something. I said, hey, it's Super Bowl weekend. Can you imagine how pissed off I was? I mean, I sound like a piece of hammered, you know what. Yeah. You know, the, R- Rick turned me on to a place, because he mentioned Palm Springs, but he turned me on to a place uh, 30 years ago, and he said, Matt, there, there's a place in the desert that I believe you'll find magical, and I would like you to be my guest. Because he is a given guy. I mean, he is. Yes, oh, yeah. he gave hey, me a shot of Pappy Van Winkle 23. See, say, hey, Rick Dees. Well, thank R- you. Yeah, but Ralph is still pissed off that you only gave him a shot. How about that? It was only a thimble full because that's five, It was actually a half a shot, man. It was a bottle. 5,000 a bottle, my friends. Yeah, yeah. But, but back to the story. So, Rick, many, many years ago, when, when Rick is in the morning at KISS FM, and I'm on in the afternoons, and he says, you know, you, you ought to come out some weekend and to, to this place in Palm Springs, but it's really called La Quinta. And this, everything Rick said about and described this place as happened to be 100% true. That La Quinta resort is one of the most magical Beautiful, and I don't even play golf. I don't play golf, and I had the greatest time ever. Oh, it's unbelievable. It was built in 1926. Yep. In fact, you're not going to believe this. I went to this condo at La Quinta years ago, and Frank Capra lived there, and they allowed me to go and say hello to him a couple of years before he passed away. You met wow. you met the great Frank the actual yeah. Frank Capra and he was just uh, so wonderful. It's a it's a wonderful life. Did you have the chance to talk to him about the fact that that movie was panned by critics? They hated that and is it has become the most venerable Christmas movie of all time. It is my favorite movie of all time. If you, if you think of the movies that affected you, that with me, it's um, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's you know, obviously some of the ones that would, you would name, but. Meatballs, he, Meatballs yeah. too. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> That's my brother Mark. Actually, I sang Meatballs for the the, uh, the first Meatballs theme song for the movie. I sang that. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I said, up, you look up Meatballs theme by Rick Dees. <laughs> first songs ever recorded. Okay, okay. You know, listen, I've been wanting to get to this. And and we've, as Rick knows, we're all alcoholics on this show. So we drink, uh, we drink copious amounts of bourbon, but not uh, Pappy Van Winkle because, well, I can't afford five thousand dollars. Well, listen, a month. you're not going to drink Cap Pappy Van Winkle. I, since I grow the corn, I can tell you the ones to get. Yeah. Listen to me. Okay. If you can find a bottle of W L Weller, W E L L E R, W L Weller, twelve year old, that is Pappy Van Winkle at twelve years old. Oh, see, we we have a bottle of that, and we have been consuming that. No, it's, it's not Weller. It's W L. Weller, 12-year-old. It, that one is about 500 a bottle. The other one is Eagle Rare 17, not Eagle Rare 10. Eagle Rare 17-year-old. It's, just, it's the same thing. Yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. We, yeah. Lori, Lori uh, does her due diligence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the great Rick Dees sent me an article from obviously years ago before he was a a giant radio star well let me let me uh, preface this before he became a star no, I'm well, so sweet. You know, no, I'm not. You, you know, I'm not sweet. I but, scratched and clawed my way to the middle. Yes, yes. But oh. you know, li- listen, Rick, you were on the love boat. Okay, enough said. That's done. There you go. Okay, all right. Pretty good, Chris. The, the great Rick Dees and, and La Bamba and all that. Yeah, that's right. I, I forget about that. La Bamba. Yes. Well, that's pretty oh. damn. Cool. With my buddy, I wrote two songs during Saturday Night Fever. Go ahead and put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll throw that right in there. Well, we don't. We certainly don't have to mention Disco Duck, which you made a penny per single. Which is a great story. I I was paid a penny a copy, and of course, you know, being like 24, 25 years old, I said, "Is that good?" And Robert Stigwood, you know, I signed with his label RSL Records. He said, "Sure, that's that's good." And so it sold six million copies. I made a penny a copy. So what I did is I made sixty thousand dollars. And uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, and I said, you know what? I have this home in Germantown, but I've all, I love to water ski, so let me build a little cabin down at Lake Enid, Mississippi, which is about a half, about an hour away. Yeah. And so I, I purchased a one-acre lot, and then I bought a Buckminster Fuller geodesic dome kit online for six thousand dollars. And I figured, okay, six thousand, I'll hire a guy to put it together for another oh. Six thousand. Then I'm going to add in five thousand for miscellaneous because they always go over. And so I figured, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars. I'll have a a, a lake house. Next thing I know, the guy comes to me and says, "Mr. D, you know, we're into twenty-five thousand dollars to finish this thing. It's going to take another twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars." Yeah. Oh no. So I end up saying yes. Reluctantly, and I spent every penny of my sixty thousand dollars on a dome home by a lake. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Disco Duck did for no, you. No, but no, he yeah. said, but he said, but he sent me this article, and it's it's a great article about the Rickney's dome home in the South. Ah. And but but as you as you put it, what could you do at that point when you've already paid X number of dollars? You have to have it finished. Do it. So let me give you the good news, and yeah. I give this. 
as advice to anyone. Uh, and, and even you know, Will Rogers said this, buy land, they're not going to make any more. Yeah. So then I moved from Memphis to Los Angeles to start, you know, go to the next level. And and I ended up selling, I, I, I spent $60,000. I sold the home three years later for $90,000. See that? Nice. See that? Yeah. Nice. came up a little bit on yeah. that. No, that's a, that's yeah. a lot. That's... And I applied it to a home in Tarzana. For $212,000, I, I sold that home uh, 10 years later for six hundred and fifty. Yes. And then applied that to a home 500 yards down the hill from Universal Studios, where I live now. I'm talking to you now. And here's the good news. Listen to me carefully. Yeah. <laughs> come debt-free. This multi-million dollar home is paid for. Oh, yeah. wow, very nice. And, That's great. Okay, let me let me tell you. And, and if you don't want to talk about this, I, I'm fine with that. You know that. But I, no. these are things. These are he's just said no. But these these are <laughs> these are things we've never discussed on the air. Oh. There was a time years ago when Rick and I worked. At, we worked together twice at Kiss FM, and I think it was the second time that. This beautiful place that he lives in Toluca Lake, Rick was pissed off. Listen to me. Was pissed off about the fireworks and the loud noises that came from Universal Studios. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's right. So I went over to Universal and I said, you got to stop this. It's bothering everybody. Can we, can we have something? And the guy said, who are you? Said, who am I? And so I went on the air the next day and I said, you know, Universal has got a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> So I, to put it, put it bluntly, everybody got pissed off at Universal. And I have three tickets to Universal for the last 25 years. No, it's, 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 a, it's a true story. And, and you know, and here's the thing. It's easy to say, oh, my, that Rick D's got all this money and he's living in Toluca Lake. And, you know, but I got to tell you, if I'm in his shoes, it, I would have done the same damn thing. Oh, no. well, let, me, let me give you the postscript. So Universal said, that little piece of hammer you know what we'll get him so i they call the police department and every day seriously at 5 15 a.m a police helicopter goes over my house at 17 feet so i have an alarm that goes up at five uh, i'm sure your neighbors were happy about that too. oh yeah Are oh, you of course. kidding me <laughs> yeah. Let, let me uh, let me also add yeah. that around Halloween time, and I, I'm assuming this still happens, but mm-hmm. I would take my lovely daughter, who now resides in New York City. Alexandra. Yeah, Alexandra, who is uh, probably the only uh, conservative in uh, Manhattan, and I would take her trick-or-treating to Toluca Lake. Why? Because Rick Dees did not skimp when it came to handing out candy. Candy apples. No, no, we, we hand out the adult-sized chocolate bars and candy apples. <laughs> candy apples. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the best promotion I ever got. <laughs> Unfortunately, now people come from all over the Mid-South, uh, the, uh, the Southland, and they they then grab the candy bars and they come back around. We've got to actually stab people's hands. 
You stabbed their hands? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was, what was the impetus for you choosing Toluca Lake? Did it have anything to do with Bob Hope living right down the street? That's a great question. It's all about getting to the radio station on time. So I was cutting close. So the radio station ended up from Toluca Lake being six minutes away. Uh. And I remember, our. this is amazing, our competitors were so irritated that we were beating them in the ratings, they figured, well, you know what, Ricky is late for work, so we're going to chronicle that. So one, one day, of course, I'm leaving early for work, and I go out of my house, and there's a car parked in front of my house, and it looked like the guy was holding a shotgun. And I went, holy cow. And then so I said, well, maybe that's my imagination. The car fo- follows me up to the, the stop sign, and then gets on the freeway with me, and this guy, it looked like he's holding a shotgun. I called 911, and it ended up being our competitors trying to chronicle me being late for work. Can you imagine the meanness of that? Wow. No, true story, Rick? I mean, you wouldn't wow. mention it, right? Well, that's, that's a true story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Now, when when I come back in 1997 to KISS FM to do Afternoons again, the radio station had moved from Sunset and Vine at the 11th floor of the First Bank building. And, mm-hmm. and I... You know, I've always wanted to mention this to you and, and and sort of understand your thoughts. I the although for you because you live really close now, they relocated the radio station to Burbank, so just seconds away from where Rick uh, has one of his houses there in Toluca Lake, and. Yeah. For me, the vibe, Rick, the vibe in Burbank as the 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 friggin' street uh, maggots and the nutty people in Hollywood, the vibe in Burbank screwed it for me. We didn't have that Hollywood vibe that we had before. Do you share that or no? Well, you know, I, I just enjoyed being close to the station. And then what you have to understand is the general manager of the station, as they're building it, um, I put in my contract because, you know, when you, when you're, when you have two minutes between songs, you, you want to get to a bathroom quickly. So I wanted them to put a bathroom close to the control room. Yep. And the general manager said, we're not going to build a bathroom for Rick Dees. He can cram, he can pound sand. Yep. And oh. the bigger argument was a bathroom. Can you imagine? <laughs> when we go to the station, it's worth $19 million. When we leave the station, it's worth a half a billion. And he's arguing over a bathroom. A bathroom. Wow. Okay, okay. I'm going to tell you something. Right yeah. now in my life, I have 17 bathrooms. <laughs> 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 you showed them. Yeah, but but but, but yeah, I showed him. Plus, I have an oily discharge. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, but but so you understand that what he's saying is is not a bit here. I, when when I when I arrived at Kiss FM the first time at Sunset and Vine in Hollywood in '89, he had Rick Dees had his own bathroom. So what he's talking about is the renegotiation when they're moving into the new place. In Burbank, and and the fact that and if it's the same GM that we're talking about, P.O. In twenty five years, here's the thing. Yeah. In twenty five years, I missed five days sick on the air, right. and I contributed wow. a lot of that to the bathroom. I mean, you go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
I mean, and, and most radio stations, a giant germ opens the door for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, see, I know, I, I know that Rick probably knows where I was going. That GM, uh, if it's the same guy we're talking about, what a piece of crap. And uh, it, I'm not going to make any comment. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Again, uh-huh. I'm calling you from the methadone clinic. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's Rick getting yeah. getting nervous. Is Mark Cherry from Desperate Housewives still his neighbor? Well, by, just, just, by the way, Mark, Mark Cherry, yeah, Mark Cherry sleeps twenty two feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I pull into my when I pull into my garage, there's a little window up there, and I know he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's up there with binoculars. There must be Rick. I, I know that not only yeah. not binoculars, a telescope. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rick. I've always wanted to ask you. Is, is there an odd sort of waft from over the fence from, from that backyard? No, no, no. Mark Cherry is a wonderful guy. Yeah, of he does have, I swear to you, a beautiful water feature with a giant, uh, it's kind of a, a, I don't know what you would call it, but a, a, a rock slide into yeah. a swimming pool. And it's just beautiful. Yeah, all right. Unfortunately, the pump for that comes on at 6.50 right after the <laughs> helicopter flies over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That desperate housewives money, man, Mark yeah. Cherry. Oh, oh yeah. man, are you kidding? Yeah. He's a good man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Rick, Rick Dees, what, what has happened to our industry? What has happened to radio? Well, first of all, I, um, I think... The fact that if you have one company that owns 1,200 yeah. radio stations, right. that ruins it. Yeah. And back in, in 1990, they tacked it on to, to the telecom bill. I, I, in my personal opinion, no one company, because of, of difference of opinions and everything else, which is, which is healthy, no one company can own more than like you know 40 or 50 at the most. Yeah. Yeah, I miss I miss the Ma and Pops and the best. And then Sirius XM, for example, I mean, people listening yeah. don't know you're on Sirius XM going all over America and the world, right? Making almost seventeen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, getting close. <laughs> oh my God! Close. Wow. Uh, yeah. He makes that much. Oh no, that would. Thank heavens, Lloyd Downey Jr. who would work with you is in the Amway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She shows Amway. No, no, oh that my would. God. No, Rick. Rick right. No, that would be a, that would be a good year but what when I, when I arrived when I when I arrived to kiss FM with Rick D's the morning star uh, he was he was working on his television show and I may get to that I may not uh, but the point here is that we were owned by a company called Gannett Broadcasting mm-hmm. and they had a newspaper USA Today this right. this company although not a ma and pop they were a ma and pop in that they would spend whatever they felt they needed to spend to grab the ratings and the listenership to make a buck those days are gone Rick well, there's a guy in prison, Doug McCorkendale, who was just a genius. Yep. And he was terrific. Uh, a man named Jerry Francesco was awesome. Yeah, good and, man. You know, then they, they made it so one company could own 1,200 radio stations. I have nothing against them because they, they picked up the rule. But what happens if you're syndicated? Yeah. They say, well, you know what? Uh, we love uh, 
magic mat, but he's not with our company. Mm-hmm. We're just going to we're going to serve what we cook in our own kitchen. So we're going to put on shotgun Tommy Jimmy. You better believe it. You better believe it. Here, yeah, you better believe it to enjoy my hat. That's quite a fedora. Yeah. Uh, the, the I've said this before, and uh, and I make no bones about it, and uh, I don't know if I've ever included my daughter in this, but uh, on my daughter's life, uh, the greatest top forty morning man in the history of radio, and Rick, you 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 got to know that I'm not BSing you because you know. You know, because you're a talented son of a bitch, you know that what I'm telling you is the truth. And wait, before you say anything, what this man did was take Top 40 from the... Good morning, everybody. Whack, whack, seven, two, two, Hey, good morning. Hey, it's seven twenty-three. What he did was he broke it down. He was still top 40, but funny as hell. And and your bits with the great Ronnie Shell, who just turned 90. Ronnie Shell. Oh, I know. What a, what a talent. Yes. Turned 90 and played your agent. The Bernie Shelley bits were beyond oh, compare. And, and he would play his secretary, Seal, say, and then he would go and say, Ronnie, no, Rick, Ronnie, Rick, <laughs> uh, listen, I, um, listen, I got a bigger name on the other line. Could you tell Haircut 100 I'll be right there? Could you goo goo? I'll be right with them. Yeah. yeah. It just was so much fun. And uh, it just uh, thank you for saying that. That really means a lot. Well, no, I need to say something. Okay, well, hold on. Lori Daddy Jr., I think about to kiss Double the down. ass no, I'm telling the truth. of Rick Dees. So back in the day when we lived in New York, I was married to Morton Downey Jr. And he would come over to the West Coast and he would come on your show. Rick, oh, yes. he, he loved you so much. And what you would do, your staff would do, would send a cassette of the show that they did. And there was always a beautiful letter from you to him, which I still have. I still have when, when he came out to see you. Oh, he just what a gift he had. But what he, he said was this guy is a class act. This guy follows through. He writes beautiful letters. It's true. Look at this. It's true. This guy crosses his T's, dots his I's, yep. and I love Rick D's. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Well, you know what? It's interesting. Two things. First of all, everybody's favorite day of the year, even though they don't want to admit it, <laughs> is their own birthday. Of course. So the idea is to collect everybody's birthday. Don't just send an email. Send an actual handwritten note or a card. Yes. yes. So I try to do that. And then... Uh, everything is always about uh, acknowledging people. If you make people feel pretty good about themselves, at least you have a chance. But you know what, Rick? And I see every Christmas card that comes in. It's it's to Matt Allen, and you you take the time to make that Christmas card. Well, Matt's birthday. Oh, you know what I do every year is I come up with a concept, and like this year, I said I don't want to get too political, but everybody's really upset about gas prices. So I come up with a concept, and the very famous artist named Stu Heineke paints yeah. it. And then there's a program that will drop the name into itself. It, um, it like this year it was Santa Claus saying, uh, it, it says slave fuel ten ninety nine a gallon, yeah. and, and, and Santa is saying, could you tell 
I see if Matt Allen will meet me halfway. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What's also great about Rick is as iconic. Hold on, Ralph Odierna. As oh. iconic as he is, he can walk through the Grand Nevada room with airs or whatever he wants to do. He was explaining to one of the young, attractive hostesses yeah. why he's called the Postmaster General. Oh, yeah. She didn't understand that phrase. Of course she didn't. No, she didn't. It's funny because, you know, there's the, there's the, the instrumental part up before they start to sing. Yeah. And the idea is to do the weather and talk about stuff and then stop just before they start the vocal. Yeah. Yeah, they're called the post. It's called the po- <laughs> in top forty radio. It's called the post, and you stop talking before they. But there's also a rhythm to it, and there and sometimes in d- depending on the song, there are different posts, and you can hit. You don't have to stop at the vocal. No, it's, no, no. Right, it's like if you're you're playing like a let's say a, a classic that you would play on your seventies channel, like long cool woman yes. in a black dress. There's a part where it goes dun 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 dun. And then it goes, there's a, there's a, there's a yep. bass part. Yep. And you say, I just love this bass. And the second you finish the ask the bass, he goes, and then stop. Yeah. People will appreciate that. Did did you, the great Rigby's, did, did you find yourself in this medium of radio to make a lot of money? Or, or like me, did you find yourself simply doing what you had to do because you loved talking up songs. No, I, I actually love it. But then it got to a point where I'm saying, it's really not about the money. It's about the amount. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, having money is interesting because it, you, you do get a chance to push the world a little bit differently. I'll give you a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the tip big. And when I go into a restaurant, when somebody else is tipping ten dollars i'll go twenty yeah. if some, and here's what happened so i'm at the beverly wilshire hotel it's yeah. raining one of those rare nights can you picture it's a it's a black guy event george clooney is there yeah. everybody every big name is there and it's a big event and so i have given wango tango tickets away i've given all these tips so Ken, the man who is the valley parker for years, says, Mr. D's, Mrs. D's, come here. And so he says, I got you taken care of. Don't worry about it. And I gave him, are you kid, Are you ready? I gave him $40 in right. advance. Right. So I go in, I come back out, and Larry David comes out into the rain. Yep. And, and so Larry David goes over to the booth. And he pays. I didn't pay. And Larry David comes out. And his car is like the fourth one down. <laughs> and so Larry David looks over at me and says, Hey, Rick, you see what $20 gets you? <laughs> my, my car is the first one. And Ken comes up with an umbrella for my wife and me. and puts this in the first car. And I'm, just as I'm getting in, I said, Hey, Larry, see what $40 gets you? <laughs> That piece of hammered crap on the way out of the driveway. It's like a a Larry David episode. I'll tell you, Matt, you know, Rick Dees uh, used to go see our father. This is Marty again. Gary Shearer uh, at Mastro's uh, and uh, Chasen's. And he said you always took care of him, tip-wise. You always... By the way, tell me about your dad. Well, we we visited uh, my my father for the first time. Well, I did for the first time in four years on Christmas. Um, And uh, the reason why I haven't been around is because I have a niece 
who is a nutbag, psychotic. Rick. Yeah. She's psychotic, and she's and she's kept me away from the joint. So this year, I, I had to see my dad, who's in his yeah. up, upper 70s, and I love him so much. Uh, I have learned so much because of, from my father. And we visited him. He played some uh, oh, keyboards wonderful. and sang, yeah. and it was a great night. It was a great Christmas Eve. And Where was he? He was at his house. And and I guess where I'm leading is, don't you have like an annex to your place in Toluca Lake where my mom and dad could live? <laughs> I, I do. I do. Can your parents grow corn? For those who don't know, Matt's dad is unbelievable. Yes. literally a one-man band. Yeah, he's he can play the keyboard, the horn. The clarinet. He I loves you. He loves you also, Rick. G- Gary loves you, man. He talks about oh, you. Oh, Gary is the most talented I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, how how is Jules? How is Julie, your lovely wife? I don't wife? care. Anyway, so <laughs> when you get over to the, the, no, she's doing great. Julie is awesome. She's the voice of Cash with the Goes. Uh, she, in fact, we have a, a granddaughter named Ava, yeah. and she doesn't call her grandma because Julie does all the voices of the babies. She calls her babies. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick's uh, Rick's wife, incredibly talented, impressionist, and uh, she can do the most perfect Nancy Pelosi, oh. the most perfect Hillary Clinton. Wow, uh, it's 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 scary. Wow. wow. Now, do you still, on occasion, enjoy some barbecue? Oh man, seriously! If you if you were to ask me to, to drill down, yeah, and tell you in America. The best barbecue place in the world is just across the street from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm. It's called Stamey's Barbecue. Mm. Mm. It'll just make you want to slap your mama. Yeah, well, I I have been, and that's why I spent some time in the pen. But I, I love great barbecue, and I know that Rick Dees does as well. And there's no really no good barbecue in LA. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find it. Yeah, yeah. But the, the fact that you have uh, many abodes throughout the nation, see, that's a beautiful thing. And so many people in this business, and I, I don't know if you want to speak to this, Rick Dees, but so many people in this business. There is this jealousy factor that enters in, and they don't wish successful people well. And and I guess I okay, let me go on record as saying that I wish successful, incredibly talented people well. And I don't wish those like a Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> or oh. a Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. I don't wish I don't Joy Behar? No, Joy Bay uh, Beastar. I don't wish them bad things, but I it doesn't make me happy when they have great success. Does this oh, make I'm, any sense you know to you? I, I hear you I don't mind. I mean they've all got something in the long game. Um, they're all talented people and, and terrific and and it's interesting. There was one comedian that it was it it almost hurt me deep in my soul. There was an article that said, "When I see a comedian do well, a little piece of me dies." Wow! 
Yeah. And I went, wow. Yeah. No, as far as Ryan Seacrest, he's, he's a talented guy. He'll be, he's super, and he's, he's wonderful, yeah. and, and joy in all of them. No, I, I, I have no really. negative feelings toward any of that. No, I know you don't, but I do. Uh, <laughs> that's, Rick, that's where Rick's still working big time. No, I have a question. He's diplomatic well, as well. Hold on, hold on. No, they, look, you got to look at their success. I mean, very successful people, so good for them. Yeah, good for yeah. them. Ra- you know, Ralph Ryan Seacrest is... Ra- Ralph Odierna, Rick Dees. Ryan Seacrest is extremely successful. I was just wondering where you found his talent. Oh, I'm, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, he's he's trying he's trying he's trying to put your the pedal to the metal with you, and he I guess he wants to know where his talent lies in your mind. Well, to be honest with with Ryan, I mean he he's, he's practiced himself extremely well, mm-hmm. and he's got great looks and and a, and, a, and, a, and an ease in front of the camera, and he's he's terrific. Yeah. Well, <laughs> remember okay. Pete Coburn? I, I, I know Rick knows uh, Pete Coburn. But when he called in the first day Ryan took over after Rick. What about it, Mark? All right, let's let's move on. Okay, <laughs> Be- before Rick get, gets completely bored with us, let, let me throw this out. And be diplomatic, as you always are, Rick, but be honest about this. Chevy Chase, meeting Chevy Chase for the first time. Well... This is a long time ago. I I, I was um, remixing uh, one of my songs in a in a studio, and uh, he was in the next studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, subsequently, we got along, but I went in and uh, I was just going to say, "Wow, you're so talented!" And he said, "Who are you?" I said, "Rick D. Chevy. I I'm doing disco duck." He said, I, "I I don't care." I said, "Oh no, I just want you to know you're so talented and good for you." He said, "Would you get out of here, please?" <laughs> True story. Wow. So, it, no. and, uh, I, I said, "Well, uh, uh, yeah." And, uh, but <laughs> yeah. subsequently, he um, he uh, you know he, he obviously I, I know him. He's a nice guy. But but do, do you see why Rick's chuckling? It's like Matt remembers everything. That, that's why he's chuckling. I know that. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, but I, I hear that uh, Chevy is uh, not long for the world, and God bless him, and he's. Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't know. I, that's only God knows that, so we don't yeah, know. That's true. I that's didn't hear true. that either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his Tonight Show was not long for the world, but oh my God, oh his Tonight Show. You mean his uh, late night show? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, here, hey Rick, Rick, Rick I, I've never asked for your take on this. Here's a guy with tremendous success. This man is is making tons of money in comedic movies because he's a funny son of a gun. And and he was great on SNL and all of a sudden he has this this Fox late night television show uh, going after Johnny Carson. And I'm thinking at first blush this guy's going to kick ass because he's got the looks, he's sort of that Midwest sort of vibe and that first night, and I watched the show. Did I guess what I want to ask Rick Dees? Did you watch his debut with who was it? Uh, my favorite gal from uh, uh, <clears throat> it was uh, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Did you watch that first night? I did. Yeah, and and see because Rick never puts down anyone, and and I appreciate that. Well, about listen, him. I've been in the I've been in the situation, and the first night. 
First of all, I was opposite Johnny Carson for a couple of years myself. Yes. And Johnny being the greatest of all time, yep. that's a that's a tall order. Yeah. I do remember distinctly uh, after a while, my son Kevin, at age eight years old, looked up to me after doing my morning show and then going over to ABC and doing a late night show. And he said, Dad, how long are you going to do this? Yeah. Meaning he never saw me. And I went in. And I feel great about it. I, I I said, do I make more money from radio yeah. or television? And I, I think I, all I wanted to do was be on, but not be on for years. And so I quit. Now, see, Rick, you made it about you. What I was talking about, the, and you got, and you of course swayed away from this, and I understand this. But my God. Chevy Chase almost made Magic Johnson look great as a TV host. <laughs> well, now, uh, you know, it's a lot of pre- all I can say is a lot of pressure, and sometimes it's more it's more comfortable being other people that you're playing rather yes. than yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep, yep, yeah. Who was who was your favorite guest? On your Rick D's in the morning morning show, or do you or your top four? Without question, it was Jonathan Winters. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's I cool. mean, on, and, and Robin Williams both. Yeah, that's uh, cool. By the way, they were so they, similar. They just you just said the mic's on. Go ahead. Yeah, that makes your job easy. Oh, it was incredible. And you you yeah. never you never had a problem with a guy like that quote-unquote, upstaging you. You let them... Oh, no, it's all about that. Yeah. If you look at the, the, the biggest names, they, they love it when somebody comes on and they shine more than they, because yeah. they're going to be back the next night. Yeah. The others aren't. Yeah, Johnny Carson proved that. Johnny Carson yeah. was, was the man. You and I both agree. There was no one better. I can't ever see anyone ever grabbing that mantle, because the crap... Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. This is a question. Might be open ended. I don't get it that the late night show hosts now seem to not understand that there's a big audience out there and they're casting such a small net. Yes. Gathering in people of their own political sway. Yep. Oh, Um, God. It it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because they're all about the applause of the audience. Yeah. They're not looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And the big picture is. The world. Correct. The nation. The United States of America. There's so much you can talk about other than hating a certain political party or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Rick is so correct on this, man. Yeah, see, see, Rick, um, even though, you know, you you had your little soiree in the late night uh, TV gamut, uh, your son is now grown, has a beautiful daughter, and, you know, it's never too late. Why no, not? And by the way, Kevin Dees is just knocking the ball out of the park with a, he's a real estate broker. He actually is representing the Bob Hope estate. Oh, wow. Are you ready for that? Wow. Rick, uh, I, I met your son, Kevin, for the first time a couple of nights ago. <laughs> That's Ralph. I'm so proud of him. No, he's, he's, a, he's a great, great man. He's, he's an escrow with uh, another good friend of mine, Jeff Wong. They're about to close oh, yeah. an $8 million deal. He's really good at it, and he, yeah. he knows that he knows Hollywood real estate better than anybody yeah. ever seen in my life. And he, cho- he chose the best time to, to not stay with Ralph. Radio, you know, and, and it's it's ter- I I hate saying that I really do because this is my medium and this is what I love. But damn it, Rick, it has changed so much. Well, I can tell you, I think you made a good choice because he's doing uh, financially well. And radio, like I say, if, if you're owned by 
One giant company, they can yeah. pay whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, they can. You know, I, I've always said this, uh, Rick Dees. I've always said that back in the day, you could always hold up a company. Not that that's what you want to do, but you you obviously want to be paid for your efforts. Well, let but, me ask you this. Let me let me interview you for a second. Yeah. Just in general, just in very general terms, people would like to know. In general, I know Howard Stern makes a lot of money, and that's great for him. I love Howard, but but the. The uh, what is in general? What do people, not you, but in general, what do they? What is the salary on Sirius XM? It would not. It would not be fair for me to say. And P.S. I don't know because we all cut our own I mean, deals. What is what is Peter Noon make? <laughs> I, what, once again, once again, J.J. Walker out of Miami. What does what, that guy make? Once what again, J.J. Walker make? What, what is <laughs> Natalie Noon? I love that she has a great voice. What does she make? Yeah, I do, I gotta tell you something. I don't know because, but because I stay out of the peri- the the politics of this. Are they making and minimum wage? I no, I don't know what they. I don't know if they're so making. So y'all cut your own deal. Maybe they make well, ten you, bucks an just, hour. Would you just do your show for whatever they pay? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Rick. You know, if you check out the scoreboard, in, look here. For example, my '90s countdowns yeah. should be on Sirius XM, but I'm not going to give them away. No, of course. Not. Of course not. Hey, Casey, the Casey, Casey only person, including Casey and everybody else who was actually on Thank every bit of the 90s with me. I should be on Sirius XM. Casey is great, but he's not with us anymore. I, at last check, I still have blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, Rick, 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 Rick did tell me. He said, you know, you, you got some great guys on that satellite network, but, you know, many of them are dead. I'm still, I'm yeah. still alive. And I heard some kind of yeah, Casey's still getting a check. Quickly. He said, you know, Natalie Noon is on, and uh, <laughs> her and her father are both on the same channel. And I went, you won't, you won't say she and her father? Well, what 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 did you would you drop out of the seventh or eighth grade? No, no, that made me laugh. That made that was an email from Rick that made me laugh. Uh, I mean, she, he said her and her father. Yeah, I, I know. want to say. Hey, asshole, it's she and her father. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, just saying she and her father, you know who you are with your puke mouth. <laughs> with, your, with your puke mouth. This Hi, everybody. Her and her father coming up today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this is, and this sort of, this, this, this sort of leads me to, and, and I wasn't even heading in this direction. But the other reason why I adore this man is because he's articulate and he's not a dumb F. You know? Well, thank you. I I did graduate from college and I do appreciate Mrs. Hazelman for teaching grammar, (laughs) but it just drives me nuts to hear somebody say her and her father and not know the difference. (laughs) Because they don't. They don't. They don't care. But he's a perfect person for me to sell Amway to. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, one thing you've always said about Rick also is like the pukers. Like he was talking about the pukers in radio. Rick has never been that way. You no, never well, here's, been that here's way. the thing. The, I noticed early on that the, the bigger the market, the deeper the voice. Mm-hmm. Once you get to Los Angeles, everybody sounds like James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the, the smaller markets is like, hi, everybody. It's Shotgun, Toby Juby, coming up next, Taylor Swift, 
<laughs> yeah, but now, but now, Rick D's, now those voices have taken over Top 40 Radio. Those oh, high, those high voices. Well, where does, like, where does J.J. Walker live? <laughs> uh, is, he, is he in Florida? I mean, going I, back to I, like him. I like him a lot. He was, uh, he, he was in Miami. He might be in Virginia now. I, I, I'm not certain. I, I'm not certain yeah. where he was. Well, they're, they're talented guys. Yeah. And God bless them. God at at twenty one thousand a year, they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. See that? Yeah. See now, now some some folks listening to this might say, "Well, Rick D's multi millionaire, and so it's easy for him to you know to, to put them down." What would you no, say? No, I'm to not that? putting them down. I'm just saying they should make more money. <laughs> okay. All right, see, JJ Walker's a talented guy. He should make more money. See, he's brilliant. Hey, this this D's always been brilliant. Always. Hey, and, and by the way, and this is something that Rick, eh, I was going to say won't remember, but he may or may not. He is the man in 1990 that said, he said, Matt, and here I go with a Rick D's impression, a bad one. But he said, Matt, he said, um, don't you have a blue blazer? And I said, well, no, I don't. He said, get a blue blazer. Because every everybody needs a blue. See, see, he's laughing. So yeah, they, everybody needs a blue blazer and your favorite tie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he did. He did. He did. <laughs> and your favorite tie. And and I, I honest to God, the next day I bought a blue blazer. Oh God! Well, yeah. every business meeting needs a blue blazer. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but these are the things. These are the things. Okay. That's right. I've come throughout my life. Listen, right now I have a blue blazer. Picture this. I have a blue blazer. I'm in my room with a blue blazer and a tie, and only a blue blazer and a tie. Oh, man, I don't want to picture that. Oh, right. man, oh, man, it's Chevitz. So, so, meat, so meatloaf, meatloaf passed away. Did you ever? Oh, I know. I, I have had the pleasure of spending many hours with him on, on the air, off the air, drinking tequila with a man. I loved this man. Did you spend any time with a great meatloaf? I did, and I'm so sad. And uh, from what I understand, it, it was COVID. Is that correct? No, no. no. Yeah, yeah, no. Listen, listen, Rick Dees. It's another one of these where he had he had tremendous ailments. He was in the hospital for surgery, and if he had COVID, he caught it in the hospital. He caught it in the hospital. Yeah. It's another one of these fallacies. This big bunch really? of crap. Yes, he, had a pre- he, he was overweight. I know that. Oh yes, but, but um. It, what a talented guy. And one time he sang the national anthem and nailed it. Brilliant. 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 The guy's a great musician, man. He was a, he was a great American. He loved yeah. America. And, yes. and that's who that man was. And there are there are too few of us these days who truly love America. It mm-hmm. has given us the opportunity to do, to take this kid, meaning me, out of Everett, Washington, and become sort of a radio uh, celebrity in Los Angeles. Oh, be careful with that. And, and New York. <laughs> and and you, you in from Memphis, a radio station that wouldn't even allow you to play Disco Duck. No. no. But you know, you know who came over to my house? I wanted to save the best for last. Yep. And that, I know that, you know, we're talking politics, but, you know, right down the middle I am, so I invited Nancy Pelosi here. You did. Nancy, could you say hi to Magic Matt? 
Yeah. Uh, 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 magic uh, is something that uh, is very important to our Congress, and and uh, I, I just want to say that what, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Hillary Clinton is here for a dinner party tonight. Now, Hillary, I know that with Bill, with the you know, uh, you know the women and all that stuff. What would you say, Hillary? <laughs> The next redhead. What difference does it make? <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully done, no. my friend. Isn't that great? Oh my! Nice, no, brilliant. We're gonna head on out because yeah. uh, you know what? To do an interview this long for free is <laughs> Checks in the mail, Rick. Well, listen. It's not about. I love you guys, Rick. It's not yeah. about the money. What is it's it about? about? the amount. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on Outlaw Radio, that, my friends, is my buddy of 33 years, the great Rick Oh, Diggs. thank you, Matt. The great Rick and Congratulations Diggs. to Alexandra and your daughter for being a great attorney in New York City. Thank you, man. Thank you, bud. God bless. There Bye-bye. he is. God bless you. Oh, that was, that was unexpected. And That's great. What a beautiful thing that was. And he puts his wife on at the end. Does he impress? Oh. Uh, Who, by the way, is oh, that, that little shit. Julie? Oh, God, she's talented. Spot on. Oh, wow. God, that was great. That yep. was awesome. Well, certain lines are tough, but these ones weren't that, that bad. That was great. Yeah, they are. Matt, I want to tell Working you something. Way better than this. have come up huge. Yeah, dude. And at the That's end crazy. of the quarter, San Francisco okay, let me, blocked I, I, a field goal. All right, good. Okay, let, let me roll. My brother, Mart, brings up Gee. a meeting with my father, the world's greatest musician, at Hotel Bel Air. He didn't mention Hotel Bel Air, but see, I know I know the venue and I know the incident. That I've played where he, once. Yeah. I booked him there. I know. Where he ran into Steve Martin. My brother Mart said Gee. that my dad said Steve Martin is an asshole. I then said that is not correct. Mart then said Gee. that, so you're going to tell me what my dad said? I said, no. I said, this is about my, perhaps my dad's impression of Steve Martin, because at the Magic Castle, I was at one stall, Eric Idle was at the, the stall to the, the left, and no, not the, the urinal to the left. The urinal to the and, left. Uh, and Steve Martin is in the stall, the only stall there. And I say, what is the most important thing? And before I can say comedy, Eric Idle says comedy. And Steve Martin says uh, D or ing, whatever. Yeah, timing, meaning timing. And Steve Martin, by the way, let me just go on record as saying, never judge a person, whoever they are, the first meeting. Never, ever. That is stupidity. Could be a bad effing day. You don't know what's going on in whoever that person's life is. But Steve Martin is not a loquacious guy off stage. He's not a guy that that accepts the fame as well as some who adore fame. He's a very quiet man. 
and he keeps to himself. That's Steve Martin, who I do believe is of genius. Yeah. I think he's a comedic genius. I do too. Great banjo player. Uh, tremendous banjo player. Little Foggy Mountain breakdown. I mean, that's that's what he loves. That's his passion is banjo. But I, in the story that my father told me about Steve, he didn't call him an asshole. He said that he was. He felt he was rude to him, and I said, Dad, I don't think he was rude to you. I don't think he was rude to you. And so, Mark, the story goes, as you understand it, from my dad speaking to Steve Martin at Hotel Bel Air, is what? So we can flesh this out. So there's a, uh, and I will describe this. So hotel, hotel, Didn't I just say flesh this out? So Hotel Bel Air has this little walk path over the where the swans lay in the, in the water and stuff. Yeah. Do they still have that? I, hey, Ralph, I don't know. That that, that was, was gorgeous. That, yes, that absolutely. was one of my favorite bars. Matt used to take me there get the, get the uh, walnuts. The uh, I, those, No, you didn't have to ask for them. That was just part of yeah, sitting yeah. at the bar. Yeah, the I, did, I used yeah. and smoking yeah. cigars there. It was a great joint. It really was. Yeah. It, was. Yeah. it was. Fantastic. I loved it. But anyway, she so go over that little path. So during Dad's loading in his gear for the night, and then Steve is walking opposite Dad. Dad's going back to his truck to get more gear. Steve's coming in with a suitcase and whatever. He's obviously going to be staying there or whatever. And uh, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I mean, how it took place. I'm really not. All I all I all I know is Dad said. And you know what? And and not verbatim asshole. I shouldn't have said that. Probably, no, 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 no. You're asshole. getting ahead of this story. But what he said was he was because he said, "Oh, Steve Martin." He goes, "Man, I love your work. I, you know, God, I love your movies. I love, you know." I doubt asshole. Dad. Dad said that. He probably said, "I love your work." He did. Continue. Okay. So he and and Steve uh, replied with something like, um, "Okay, do I know you?" Something like that. That's I, doubt, what does it. I yeah. doubt he. I no, no. By the way, if someone says to Steve Martin, "I love your work," he would never. And I'll put my life on the line on this one. Would never say, "Do I know you?" Okay, I don't know. You know what? He would never say I, that. I don't know exactly what happened. Common I'm sense is Ra- Ralph, you. would you put your life Ralph? on the line? Ralph? I would. Validation, Ralph. Hey, Mark. Common sense is thank Ralph? you. Let's let's go to Mark. Mark, would you put your life on the line? Hell no. But if I got five bucks. Okay, uh, Billy Dilly, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, God. Would you put your life on your the line? He would never say, "Do I know you?" I understand. After that statement, <clears throat> never. Okay. So you don't even know the story. He, he's got part. I mean, you don't even know the story. See, this is how shit gets started. Oh yeah. You can... Among the commoners. Oh. As opposed to the celebrities. This is how shit gets started. And it's pissed me off for years. It really has. Because, yes, there are assholes no matter what gig. No matter what you do. I bet there are some truck drivers who are assholes. I don't know any. But I... Because I know a lot of great truck drivers. Well, it's like, okay, so you say, you know... People, yeah, people can't have bad days, bad nights, whatever. Like, no, but I'm not even like talking George, about a bad day like, or bad but, night. But like George Clooney, for example, Lori can't stand George Clooney, right? Which has nothing, I, I met, no bearing on this. I story. met George Clooney twice, and I happened to like him. He was affable. I thought he was a great dude. Both, it was it because was two he's in a, a row. drinker, and you're at a bar with him. Yeah, Steve twice. Martin. Steve Martin is yeah. not a drinker. 
Really? I didn't know that. Not a drinker. Not a drinker. I don't think Milton Berle never drank. There are people in the business who just simply, Donald Trump never drank. I think that had something to do with his brother who but, passed away because of alcoholism. But these are these are people who choose not to drink. Steve Martin, so sober as hell. And I'm by not the way, talk about by the way, Steve. By the way, with my, my dad meeting Steve, my dad is is not drinking because he's performing. Yeah. So he's sober. By the way, too. your dad also never went to the freaking bathroom. Never. Ever. Dude, I played drums with him for a year <laughs> up in Seattle. And I'm like, Dad, man, are we going to take a break? It's like, yo, I got, I had to. So finally, he started taking breaks for me. Yeah, he and never went like, to the bathroom. Uh, whoa, man. Yeah. And my mom got pissed because she's like, Gary, Marty's playing with you. I'm young as hell. She's like, Marty needs to use the bathroom. So it's like, and she's, you know, Dad's like, don't F my whole vibe up my whole <laughs> thing. And which... He finally started doing it, and it kind of did. So I hung in there, man. I'm like, oh, boy. I don't know how he did it, man. Oh, dude. He didn't. And, and Ralph, back in the day, I'm talking he, about, did, he didn't drink. He didn't drink. No, so he didn't no, have but he could have had water. No, no, but years, no, year, years ago, he did drink when I was playing with him. Double, double, oh, he drank a double scotch. Always double scotches on the bandstand. Yeah, that was years. That yeah, was years ago. Yeah, yeah, and smoking yeah, cigarettes in a band, double scotch. Having to put up with uh, mom. Oh, I saw him. That'll at, make you drink. The last time I saw your your dad was at the Stinking Rose. Yeah, I went to the bathroom three times. Yeah, he never went. Oh no, no, no. But I mean, he wasn't drinking then. Like Matt, this is years ago, and I'm saying he double scotched it for years and still didn't use a restroom. My dad uh, gave up scotch when he went through a plate glass window. That usually does. Thinking it was open. Yeah. That usually does. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's that's worse. Than I, I've done screen doors. Well, that. <laughs> oh yeah, we all have. Well, that and not, not only that, there was one yeah, Christmas. Exactly. There was one Christmas Eve, and this is when I was performing with my father at a place called Taylor's Landing in Muckleteal, Washington, and we were down there, and they called us in to play on Christmas Eve. Just to call, come in for a couple hours. Dad goes, "What do you think?" I go, "I'll do it, whatever." So I came with him. What, what instrument did you play? Because your dad played. Every I was playing one. drums. Drums. Yeah, yeah. And he had nobody had a drum machine. He threw he threw me a bone. Okay. Because I was out of work. I was I was in between gigs. Yeah, yeah that, so, that's dad. You yeah, know? so he right. threw me a bonus like, here. Yeah, he didn't need. It's not that he no, needed it. He didn't it. need it. Yeah. He's no, like, but that that was nice. Yeah, I'll give he's you. He's never done anything for his other son. <laughs> I'm standing right here. So no, no. So that night we were already inebriated as hell. Him and I both came from the house in Eastmont where he lived to go play a couple hours and we he drove and mm. we were both hammered we well those were the days when you could oh yeah and and so we, we get there we're playing he started forgetting forgetting lyrics forget he looked at me and he goes this is it i go what's it man on the way home he goes i can't drink on stage anymore wow and he really seriously at that point now yeah. he was drinking beer at that time it's I the way he gave up uh, cigarettes yeah. one day he, he said but he, i love how your dad would go from dean martin to justin timberlake in a, oh, yeah. in a oh, yeah. flash of an eye yeah yeah yeah. Well, he's pretty good. No, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of knows the uh, craft yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is he yeah. playing now? No. You know You know what we... Ralph, we have to orchestrate this. We have to orchestrate this. He's got to play at Grand Havana. You know he does. You know he does. I, I would love that. They just the only one that ever plays there is Peter Weller because he cries like a little bitch. But, but is it only Peter? That's or, it. It's so Goldblum's no longer a part no, of that, and Davi's no longer a part of that. We got we got to get him in the mix. 
When did Jeff stop going got to him, play? Got no, get Jeff him. still goes there. He just doesn't play. Yeah, but you know what? If my dad was there, he probably... Because Jeff, as I said, it was my father. Oh, really? At, at Masters, yeah. He sat in and played keys with my dad. He, here, man, it's yours. And Jeff played... Jeff's a good piano player. He really is. Right. He's a good musician, dude. I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe he is. Dad said he was good, man. Yeah. yeah. But then again, my dad let Stevie Wonder use his keyboards, and that's a fantastic musician. No kidding. Uh, yeah. Let him do a couple songs. and Let him. Let him. Let him. Let Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Dad said, hey, you want to set it? Yeah, man. So he said it. And, you know, Stevie can see. Yeah, mother. Of course he can see. He's got floor seats at the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going, yo, I didn't I didn't see that shot. What a, what a, every girlfriend he's had is hot. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. What a waste, though. <laughs> Floor seat to the Lakers. What a waste. Right. Yeah, he should give it up to some underprivileged person. Like right. me. Who can see. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. It is. <laughs> Ralph, are you go to Lakers games? No, but if oh, I had CB Wonders tickets, I would. Yeah. <laughs> or Jack Nichols. Or J- another guy that can't see. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get into Jack, and and I, I I thought about it for a second with D's, and then I went you know another way, but you know he's been friends with uh, Nicholson for yeah. a lot no, of years. Uh, he's got dementia. He's almost legally blind. He's in a bad shape. Is that right? Yeah. Son of a bitch. God damn it, Ralph! Why do you have it. to bring that up? Right now? <laughs> he's a good man. Son Nicholson's a good man and a great. One of the greatest actors. I, I, I'll stick by that. One of the greatest actors of our time, I yeah. think. Well, about, he's a great the, the guy. The list is huge. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but Matt, Matt's got a number one. Clint Eastwood, it's like when, when he says he's the last of the, of the, of the those kind of actors. I think, I think Nicholson is Did right you say he was the last of that type of actor or the last movie star? The last movie, movie star. Movie star, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Jack was ever that movie star like Clint was. Never. Well, it's a different. It's a different genre. It's a different. Uh, well, not genre, but it's a different animal. Their type of movies. So how can you? No, but it, it was what oranges. they did outside of their movies. Clint always relished the movie star, where he was not unapproachable, but he was always a movie star. Yeah. Jack. Jack was just Jack. Always. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think what you're trying to say is, Jack may have not been a great actor. He's simply Has playing roles playing himself. himself. Right. Yeah. He's always playing himself. That's it. One foot over the cookies. But but himself. you can say this uh, darn near the same thing about Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, same shit, man. You know, Meatloaf, going back to Meatloaf, he, he gave some advice to folks who who want to be in the business. Want to be uh, in the movies and TV, actor, singer. His advice was simply be yourself. He did say that. Who are yep. you? Don't Who are right. you? Yep. You have to be yourself. And it's so easy to say, and these dipshits won't listen. And because they can be a, a, an also ran trying to be someone else. Yes. And they may get a gig. Yeah, and who gives a shit? And I've done that. I swear to you, like like when I first started playing, like out, like in some of my first bands, I was trying to emulate and imitate these these other singers and these people. Once I got into my own, and this is years later, took me a long time. 
I became a better singer. I became, I, once I said, screw it. I don't care if I go off a little bit, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing how I sing. I'm not going to imitate anymore. And that I'm not certain helped. I believe that. that I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Really? Who are you imitating? Help me. Oh, man, from, from Vince Neil, from Motley Crue. I don't know to, if you ever did that. To, I don't know if you ever got out of your own oh, way. I did. I, 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 I liked your Karen Carpenter period. <laughs> that was cool. Did you like that, Mark? Yeah, that was good. Mark seen me live. And, and look, you know what? Yeah, I got into my own with the, the last couple of bands I've been in. And I did. I really did. And I thought... My vocals are way better now that I'm not trying to imitate Vince Neil. Or, no, I wasn't knocking. I was just asking or, you who you No, yeah, uh, Dave Mustaine. I was trying to do the growly thing. I was trying to do the, you know, I, any way the wind blows, Alice and Chan. I was trying to, I was trying to get, you know, that, you know, I can and imitate, you know. And I, because I can imitate people, it didn't help How me. How old are you now? In the long run, 42. <laughs> Has your voice changed? <laughs> no, how old are you? He bought that. I, I mean, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. How old are you? 49. Whatever. Has your voice yeah. changed from 25? Absolutely. To okay. Yes. Yeah, it's gotten deeper. It's gotten... Uh, and I like it better. I sang with... with uh, on New Year's Eve, I sang with a, a buddy of mine who invited me to a party. A bunch of local Valley musicians came over. One guy plays with Metallica in a solo project. So a bunch of dipshits. No, actually really cool, great musicians. Really? No. Really great musicians. No, and, I'm not talking cool. about their acumen when it comes to musicianship. Dipshits? There's a couple that are dipshits. <laughs> yeah, 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 dipshits. A couple, not all. I of them, think you know what I'm saying. Oh you, yeah, yeah. Uh, you oh, listening yeah. to the uh, yeah, the talk. after show here on Outlaw Radio? And by the way, yeah. was that not a treat? Yeah, it was 40, 44 awesome. minutes with D's. It was awesome. It was awesome. Is your voice better now or when you were twenty five? Now. now I just didn't I just say that? No, I'm. I uh, yeah. I, I, you it, said it was different. I'm asking. No, no, no. Better. Oh yes, but I I believe that. And the last producer that I was in the studio with doing uh, the band that Matt and Mark saw me in and Billy saw me in New Year's Eve, um, producer that that produced that last record, he actually stopped me and he goes, dude, you got this natural rasp, you got this great voice. He goes, just calm down. You know, let's try it again. Whatever. Oh, he come. He had me come down, out of No, because See, calm down. It's been I a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. No, since I've calm been in the down. I understand because what what you do is you 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 fucking force shit, and and this is what, what I was saying? this is what I was saying about simply being yourself, and you exactly. have to you have to have confidence yeah. in yourself. The takes that I thought were good. Producer goes no. He goes, I like that one that you thought sucked. Let's go back to that one. And by the I way, I like that better. By the way, a producer could be a piece of shit. Mm. Let's just let's just go with that. I mean, could be. Not saying <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> right. Could be. No, you look as an artist, Marty. You know what's good and you know what's not. Oh no, 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 hold it. No, I don't. As an artist, <laughs> but I, but I don't. And yes, Ralph, I am an artist. Why are you kissing his ass now? <laughs> I am an artist, and it is so sweet, Ralph. Oh God. So, <laughs> no, but Ralph, and that's my point. <clears throat> sometimes I don't. With me, and one thing that I've never been good at in any band I played in, phrasing. I've never been good at that. My 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 bass player Paul Stout, he would put the phrasing together for me because I was never good at. How phrasing. dead is he? He's dead. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. But, uh, dead. 47 years old. How's his wife cancer. doing? Still uh, right. wanting your penis? Texas, yeah. By the way, is Prescott and Isle still around? Yeah. yeah. Still alive, my friend. I talked to him a couple weeks ago. He's got to be uh, 71 anymore, huh? now or something? 70. He doesn't yeah. do the show at all, yeah. huh? He got, he got pissed at Pete. 
Well, he's dead. Yeah, but we, but we had a conversation with him uh, Still couple, dead. like a couple of years ago, and he said, "Oh yeah, I'll come over." And or was that right before COVID? I think it was right before COVID. Yeah. Or during COVID. He'll I hit said, me up and say the same thing. Oh, I'm coming over. I'm going to do this show. Yeah. I miss you guys. I love him, man. Yeah. I love that guy. Is he still playing with Dale? Yeah, he's still playing with missing persons, he's man. A, he's That's a gentle good. guy, man. No, he's great. And he's a sweetheart, and he's not a dumb lefty, and I love he's not. him. I love him. But yeah, he's still playing with Dale Bosnia, which, which, by the way, I, missing persons. Back in the day, Dale was hot. Isn't it Bozio? Bozio, Bozio, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, I, I bet she would care. Her, bro- uh, her By the way, Mad- I still to this day say Madonna tried to steal her act. Who, Dale? Yes. A little bit. I can see that a little bit. I don't know. I, I can see a little bit. Never, I'll, have to, I'll have to put my noodle to this one think about it. I, I don't know. But I'll tell you, back in the day. Really? She- you don't think so? No, I'm saying I don't know. I really don't. I've never really thought about that. Back in the day, she was hot. You know, if you could find someone who was on stage with Madonna at Times Square right. and talk to him about it, then maybe we could get to some some sort of point. Wait here. a second. I know someone that was on <laughs> you stage. Do? Yeah, really? I've seen the picture. Right. Yeah. I yeah. have. I yeah. have. I think Matt had his hand somewhere. That I mean, back then, Dale and, and Debbie Harry were the hottest. Look, and Dale Bosio, yeah, she was hot. But boy, oh boy. Crazy. Oh, what well, well, that, but she just turned into this dumpy trailer look. And I'm sorry, Bosio, whatever, man. She's probably her brother, 70. Her brother is oh, one yeah. of the greatest drummers well, of Well, Deborah Harry's 72. 71, yeah. 71, yeah. But her brother is yeah. a fantastic drummer. Well, like one of the best. He played with everyone, man. Uh, but Dale, yeah, she's a, she, well, she smokes a shit ton of weed. And she she's my neighbor, dude. She lives right up the street. I didn't know she lived right. Dale does. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, no kidding. Oh, yeah, she lives right up uh, the street. Have you hit hit it? Oh, Ralph. Yeah. There's no way now. Back in the day, it's still a legacy. The squishy pod wouldn't do it. Right. Scott Bayo went home with Liza Minnelli from the Rainbow one night, and I was like, "What the hell?" And what Scott's like, Scott "She's Bayo. a legacy, dude." Yeah. Yeah. God, God bless him, man. Chach. Chachi. <laughs> Went home with Liza Minnelli. Love uh, that. I love that. I love that. Scott's a good kid. You know, here's what I here's what I think. S- smelly because of all the perfume. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. It's gonna be just so and and I have uh, oh, never said this before. I've had women. Well, women, young gals, because I'm a young guy at the time, wash themselves off to get rid of the perfume. And and by the way, uh, for for those of you taking notes, for you guys, this is uh, this may work for you. But I did this because it was real. But regardless. Get rid of that scent. Oh, God. And they'll say, well, what's it? The perfume. Yep. And they'll say, well, I want only to smell you. My God. Does that work? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. And I'm not doing that because it works. I already have her. But try that, my friends. Because it does. It it's 100%. So I guess what I'm saying is you you can 
lie about this and fabricate this. I'm not suggesting you do. I guess I am. But for me, it was just, it simply was real. Yeah, I hate perfume. I can't stand perfume. Shit. Yeah. It's what scent are you trying to hide There's from something me? going on there. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year at this time, I was still with this. Let me engage in your vaginal effervescence. But let me get to your goop. <laughs> your, your goop. Yeah. God, would that broad drive us nuts? Oh. Would, would Gwyneth Paltrow fucking drive yes. us insane? It was funny. You were doing the Gwyneth Paltrow thing. We went to break. I said to Marty, do you remember that older broad we had on the show, Sybil Danning? And then we called Leif Garrett. Because she Wait, did, do we have Sybil on the show? Yeah, and then she, you we call, had Sybil Danning on I, the show. I brought her. These are these are things I don't remember. I, I brought She's her. She's a legend. Yes, and you called Leif Garrett because Leif Garrett played her son. Yes. Wow. And she kept calling you Alan. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And I had to bring Eagle Rare, or if she wasn't showing up. Yeah. We had yeah. Sybil Danning. Yes. You gotta make a note of all these names that I don't remember. I never knew we had Sybil Danning. Yeah, is she still around? Yes, she's still around. God bless her. But she was a hot broad, man. No, she was great. She was smoking cigars. She was drinking Eagle Rare. She kept calling you Alan, and then uh, you guys called Leif, and then she and Leif went off on a bunch of tangents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got so much stuff in the archives. And she was with Lee Marvin, Lee Van Cleef. Oh. Lee Van Cleef, I I heard, had the greatest friggin' joint up in Beverly Hills. He had one of those old classic friggin' Beverly Hills abodes with the sunken bar and the, and the guy was a party dog. Wow. Would we not have had the greatest oh, time yes. hanging with Lee Van Cleef? One of my son's favorite actors. I love really? that he, man. Yeah, he just bought more movies. He's than, one of my favorite actors. He just bought more. He showed me last night. He goes, Dad, I just bought more Lee Van Cleef stuff without Clint, with Clint, whatever. But he bought more of just Lee Van stuff that he so, did. So your son has decided he's not homosexual or he's... Well, he's moving to Palm Springs. Yeah. Oh. Da, 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 da. The hey. answer is so apparent. Oh, that's sad, huh? Well, that's your son. Yeah, well. Or daughter, or whatever. So his buddy, Philip... Uh, uh, his buddy, Philip. His buddy, <laughs> Philip Lee, which uh grew up with, Tarzana guy, Philip, his grandfather was Phil Silvers. Yeah. And he comes from that's a very... Awesome. Oh, yeah, because of, you know, the, the, kind of a star family. It's like his his mom, his his, his uh, aunt was uh, Don't you Jenny mean Piccolo his in Happy aunt? Days. Yeah, in Happy Days, she was Jenny Piccolo. Mom was big, whatever, and of course Phil Silvers. He named after him Philip Lee. This guy went from being a wannabe rock musician with my son to opening six restaurants. Now he's got a bunch in Texas. He's got a bunch, he's been on Food Network. He just did Joe Rogan's podcast last week. Joe and him were really good. So why friends. is your son moving to Palm Springs? Because the owner of the company he works for, Anthony, it's one word. Starts with a G. Well, or H. Wait, I'm doing, I'm doing Rick again. You're just, uh, you know, Ralph. You know, Ralph. You, Ralph, you, you can't figure this out. You know, it, it begins with a G. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because his, his owner. Right. His owner? Has, he is an owner? The owner of the, the corporation. There's only seven employees that Anthony hires. Anthony's a multi-freaking millionaire from England. That does these sculptures. 
So he just said, I'm, I'm going to get out of L.A., lease is screwed, whatever. And he owns property over there in, in Palm Desert. So he said, I'll, I'll put all you guys up. It kind of like it sounds like a commune type thing. Man. It sounds like an orgy. Well, yeah, it sounds weird, but I haven't heard anything bad yet. <laughs> Mark, why don't you go with him? By the way, that's another Rick D's. Ha- haven't heard a, a, a bad thing yet. Whoa! What's that? Whoa. What's that? What's that? What? I don't know. I heard a kick. Check one two. Check. Check. More kick. You're leaving, Lori? So, Mark, is there poker tonight? Yes. Are you bringing Shauna back? Who's coming? No. Yes, going? Just the four of us for a quiet night. <laughs> do Do you believe Lori? Going back to D's, I I I so thought it was going to be, you know, that TV show. But it was it was a reference to the TV show. No, no it, it wasn't. It was a radio show. But you should you should have made that clear because I love that. That I knew what I was talking I th- about. And I, I do believe I met Morton there. But, I may have met a, you there. But you would have... No, 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 but on, on a show. Stuff to do in the morning. But I swear to God, I was there early one day, and Morton was there. Well, you. I must, you know, I, I obviously didn't meet you because you would have been smitten. Oh. If you had met me. No. Yeah. Married. No, I got stuff to do in the morning. I was going to leave. You don't have to quit because one player quits, Mark. Jesus, get that out of your fucking so, head. Yeah, no, Rick Lee used to send cassettes of his show. No, I know, I know. I, I would tell Kato no. No, he had a staff. All defense. He had a staff. I wanted to thank him for that. It's all defense. No, it was great. Right. That was great. And I still yeah. have those cassettes. This is all defense. Yeah. Wow. I think it was like Rick D's in the morning, Kiss FM. Very good, Lori. Yes, watching, I know. But I think if we had if we had five, that'd be different. Wait, how many do we have? Uh, if we only have four, Kato in in a couple hours, he wants to leave early. I don't blame him. And what? Yeah. So, no. Okay. No. What? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't want to play three three handed. No, no, of course not. Yeah. No. Kato will be there for another hour, hour, hour. No, 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 no. No. We're not playing. I mean, like, unless Lori's playing. Lori? <laughs> 20 bucks. I'm not playing. I had your 20. You weren't here. What does that mean? You know, I, I wasn't here. I don't have cash tonight, man. I had it for you. I had your okay, 20. Okay, that, that is that is weak. I had your 20. As Lori would say, that is weak. I, I did. And that I, is weak. I, I paid Roman his 20, and I go, oh, where's Ralph? And you had the uh, Omicron. You had the Omicron. That is weak. Omicron. I had it last week. I don't have it for you now. I don't carry cash with me unless I know that. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Unless you know you're playing poker? Omicrons. On a Saturday night? Omicron's a new Transformer character, by the way. Wow. That's pretty sick. So, uh, Matt, what do we have to do for the Roco shit? Nothing, I don't think. I mean, yeah. It's just cameras and... Yeah. Well, I mean, but but before the cameras is audio. Is audio. Teaser. audio first? I've already sent it. Already sent the stuff. Not Roku. 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 Del Bozio, Bozio. Yeah, I am. You say tomato, I say tomato. What are we arguing about? You say gay, I say CG, whatever it is. Yeah, wow. Computer guy. Yeah. You could have said his son Michael. Yeah, that would have. Wow. 
Things are getting ugly around here. No. I think he's gay. You ain't ugly like me. Why Why wouldn't he just come clean with you about being gay? Who cares? He don't like the service. And the... I don't care. Do you but care? Is anybody getting invited to Cato's wedding? <laughs> when, when, is, when, when do you think that'll happen there, uh, Ralph? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never. When do you think that's Why would he buy her an engagement ring? Well, a lot of these celebrities like to front. Celebrity? Well, you know, Rock Hudson, you know, had a beer. Who's a celebrity? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Kato, not a celebrity? Mm, wow. Kato's hmm. a celebrity? Of course he is. Yes, he is. He's a celebrity. Of course he is. He hung out with I mean, of course. No question. And the way the way you are around him, Jesus, you're you're questioning that, Mart? You do kiss his ass. Jesus Christ. I don't believe he has a poker school you go to. <laughs> oh, you don't? No, I don't okay. think he does. Yeah. Well, good, good for you. Well, good for you. he shows up here, he goes to Kato's wow. poker school. Yeah. <laughs> Kato's going to take his money. Kato's going to take your money. Rub that shit in. That's cool. That was rude, Billy. I lost a hundred bucks last week. That's not bad. Well, I think good. it's a hundred too too much. Not good either. No, not good. No, the the object is to leave with more than you came with. That's true. That's that's truly. But the you know object. what? If I'm here eight hours and I lose hundred bucks, <laughs> I'm I'm happy. But you've had great bourbon. No, I've had and, great success. And but great times. Cigar and a few drinks. Exactly, Billy. And I, I did watch the tutorial where you sent me about the poker play, that, that pro that was talking about yeah. everything. By the way, I like that guy. He's like a hair lip guy. Yeah. Who, who, but I, I love his sincerity. And, yeah, there's and something I agree with, something I don't. What, what don't you agree with? Well, uh, not look, well. Look just tell me. I asked you a question. I'm answering the question. Well, you look around the table, and who are the weakest players? You don't play with good players. You play with bad players to win. No, he's talking about yeah. in the big picture of winning money, that even the poker pros, when they're not on TV, what are they looking for? Mark, what are they looking for? They're looking for a table they can make money from. Yes. Is that called angle shooting? No, 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 no. They're simply looking for a table where they are the best person at the table. And that's the way it works. So you don't agree with that, Mark? I, anything I fucking say, it doesn't matter. No, that was a real there. question. No, I don't. You don't agree with that? No. Okay. All right. I do think that Playing at a table where the other players are better than you are. Yeah. If you go in knowing that, it helps you learn and be better. Of course it does. The discipline required to sit down at a table where you're head and shoulders the best and not playing down to their level is difficult. It's hard to no, say. No, it's not. Not, not for me. If you know, if you know after an hour, you know that they're not at your level, then you know what to do. You know what to do. 
You can't make moves like you can make with pros around the table. They have to be different, real moves. Snowing in Green Bay. Do you oh. think the wild cards change that dynamic? No, yeah, it doesn't change anything except wild cards. I mean, you know, it doesn't change anything. But ask Mark. He's been playing poker, you know. He, he played professionally for a while. Holy shit. Yes, I did. So, Mark, Mark didn't wild cards change that dynamic? I've never seen wild cards at a casino. But a lot of the home games we played with the Joker, which was colloquially termed Picture Jesus. Um, and it went for uh, aces, straights, flushes, and lows. Um, and yes, you know, just like going from Omaha to, to, to five-card Omaha, you have to adjust for the quality of the hands that are going to be turned over. But that's not really an answer to the question. <clears throat> Playing example, against pros. I can play Omaha, PLO, Texas. Right. Seven-card with a spit. But when it gets to, like, pineapple, it's, uh, it's a different thing. Yeah, but pineapple is, is it's a bitch. I, it's not my favorite game. I mean, I understand the game, so I adjust to the game. I understand the game. It's it's not my favorite. And Jackson 5 kills me. I, I never well, it's just, it, well, listen, it, it's sort of a stupid game. It really is. Uh, invented by a stupid person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jackson Fives. Yeah. Um, I never sat down and analyzed the differences, Ralph. I mean, you know, you, you, the game is called, you learn the game, you learn what's a hand that's worth chasing and what's, what's not. You adjust to the game and to the play. And uh, when I was playing for all that money, move the mic over toward you. Entirely different than it is now. I just think with wild cards, people saying with bad hands because they're hoping to catch. No, no, but but, players. No, incorrect. With what? No, uh, bad hands. Okay, but hands that if you can draw to the nuts, then you're not necessarily a bad player doing that, where you can take the entire pot. Hopefully. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make